listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. Uh, I am your host. Joining me uh, today, as always, is my co-host and good friend, Blake Beckett. Round of applause, everybody. Woo! woo, Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, uh, I'll be in town all week. um, Yeah, make sure you catch Blake's show after the show, uh, (laughs) Blakecast. I don't want to I, I imagine I, there are people that do solo podcasts I can't imagine how you do that it's like weird enough sitting at a desk staring at a computer trying to have a conversation with someone without looking at their face <laughs> now imagine the person you're trying to have a conversation with is, is yourself people that don't exist just oh, like so what do they do for listener. their solo podcast I feel like if you had like some some like thing you were doing like I yeah yeah I like read is. read short stories and review them <laughs> well <laughs> I've I know of a few of them but there's I'm trying to think of what podcast it is. Oh, uh, occasionally, uh, one of my good friends is into sports. And so Bill Simmons is like a sports guy. He's like heads up the ringer.com and he uh, has his body. He has guests on his podcast, but the start of the podcast is him just monologuing and he's just like okay. talking. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> That's crazy. Dude, you just got to like the sound of your own voice. <laughs> I don't like the sound of my own voice enough. I like listening. I'm a listener. I've, I've become, uh invincible to the sound of my own voice it has no you power over me it. any longer yeah you well, talk I mean, so I, much you just don't even notice when you're talking no Ayo. i edit this podcast so i listen <laughs> to my own voice because you know there's that <laughs> thing where you hear your own voice recorded and you're like oh god i sound so weird well i always like the sound of my voice recorded i it does sound very different but i yeah, i, I like why do you my, think it sounds different because i, I put effects on it brother i make it sound more <laughs> make good. me sound better make it a little a little more mm-hmm. uh consonant okay this is all not what we came here to talk <laughs> about today what we came here to talk about today is a game uh that's called over the clouds uh it's a student game um by let's start with credits uh this time actually so it's by a small team um of uh game dev students in barcelona barcelona uh, barcelona uh their names are pau blanes or blanes uh adria biarnes uh jeng binrong daniel candel javier canezares and mario pons um uh is the team um uh yeah so they made this game uh it's a a, basically a puzzle platformer 3d first person though um you take play it 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 takes place in like olympus i guess you're like in the clouds and the the structures are like these platforms with a very greek Greek looking columns yeah uh supporting them and it's been corrupted by some sort of foul magic and the way you decorrupt it is by touching all the platforms so your mission is to uh jump on all the platforms um which can sometimes be a little bit tricky um uh and then get to the end of the level um after which a voice that i assume is zeus says like we don't need you anymore actually he says we're not in need of your services anymore (laughs) which i was like damn they call you my son too yeah my son your job yeah. is done, my son. You they have f- no use to me anymore. They fire, fire their son. You know, if only that was a thing. Yeah, if only corporate America would would have the gall to do such th- such a thing. To you know, fire their own sons. Instead you know, of nepotism. Am I right, everybody? Yeah. Ha ha. America Zing. got him. You know, here at Edgeguard, we really uh, 
we take to task those in power. You know what I'm saying? It's a video game and a politics <laughs> podcast. It's an anarchy podcast, baby. <laughs> well, then why are we helping the gods? You know, Stop. no gods, no masters. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a video game. So none of it's real. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, that's the game. So um, I Thanks guess for talking to us. We'll the see first, you next, yeah, week. <laughs> next week will be no, no, uh, no, there's, there's, there's lots to talk about with this game. I think we should just kind of start with maybe, maybe go through the, through the different mechanics, because I think that it mm. has kind of a familiar, um, uh, first person puzzle game formula in the sense of like, uh, each level or section, uh, adds a new mechanic, uh, develops mm. it slightly, uh, and then once you learn it, you move into a new area. So yeah, there's uh, jumping with other mechanics. <laughs> there's uh, getting moving the gusts of wind of these. I don't even know how to explain this one, but it's like there's these yeah. little balls of wind and leaves uh, and you can direct their wind path. They project it. Um, they project a, a path of like leaves out from them. Yes. And you basically just like toggle where they're facing so they can kind of yes. like, usually they have two or three directions. Three, yeah. Three, I think is most common directions mm-hmm. and you can toggle them by clicking or if you're on a uh, gamepad by right trigger. Uh, and then or you, hitting the X button. Oh, is that right? Okay. It is right. Did you use mouse and keyboard? Nope. I used the X button on my Xbox gamepad. Oh, that's what oh, I, I meant see. by the X button. It's not, X X button. Key, it's not a, I didn't say key Jordan. Oh, excuse Listen me. more carefully next time you're embarrassing keys me buttons. in front of the podcast. Keys or buttons. Um, do you say keys or buttons? Keys are definitely also buttons. I think Absolutely it's defi- definitely not. a square rectangle no. situation here. No, yes. no, 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 no. I bet no, if you no, look no. up the definition of button, it's something keys really general. are not buttons. My dude, <laughs> you're, this is incorrect. It's a thing that you press that produces an input. It's a button. No, no, it's switches. I have a mechanical keyboard. It has mechanical key switches. They're called key switches. They're not called key you. buttons. I really hate you. They're, they're not buttons. This is anyway, uh, we'll this hash is not- this out off air. <laughs> but I'm we'll so mad at you right, right now. Physical, physical violence over this. I'm, I'm going to fly back to Chicago <laughs> just to beat your ass about, <laughs> about the semant- semantics of uh, computer hardware. Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah, and then the... So wait... So what were we talking about? We're talking about the the gust of wind mechanic. And then the next mechanic is moving platforms, which you also can uh, activate or deactivate. So they move or stay still with the X button, not key or the Mm -hmm. right trigger or the click. Um, So you kind of have to figure out where you need them to be. And then the last mechanic is the most kind of original one. Uh, which is that there are invisible platforms that you can only see when you're standing on these little glowy beams of light. So basically what you do is you have to stand on a spot that lets you see the platforms and then kind of plan out your movement based on that. And then remember, hold in your mind where it is. And usually it's not that hard to remember, but there are a couple moments where I was like, fuck, where was that platform? I don't think that one's the most unique. I think the wind one's the most unique because that the, what, the one you just described, that one's in uh, Mario Odyssey. Oh, I didn't play Mario Odyssey, so yeah. There's like a little little idol guys that have these sunglasses on, and if you uh, possess <laughs> them with your magic hat, then you can see platforms that are otherwise invisible. So you wait, have to, like, is it is it the same thing where you have to be yeah, in a certain location? Yeah, like you can't yeah, move. Yeah, so you like oh, okay. yeah. Well, you can walk around as the little idols, but they can't go certain places because you can't jump. 
So you kind so of you like do have to remember use. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that is similar then. Uh-huh. Um, well I had, uh, the, I didn't, that was the one that felt like most like truly new to me. Mm. Um, maybe just because I hadn't played Odyssey, like the, <laughs> the wind one I felt like was, was neat, but something about it just seemed like it was in within the range of like actions that I expect in a game like this. Sure. It does. It doesn't feel like, um, yeah, every once in a while a puzzle game comes along. Like obviously portal is the, the one that anytime anyone talks about a puzzle game, they're yeah. talking about portal, but, um, a mechanic that's really like, wow, why didn't someone think of this before? Um, yeah. It felt, it felt, it that, felt but. to me like, uh, the, the wind thing felt to me like a, um, a more straightforward version of in portal when there's the portal two, when there's yeah. the, the launchy platforms. Um, the launchy so you, platforms, you need to figure sure. out what direction you need to be projected. Um, oh, sure. In order to, yeah. But my point is just, it's kind of like a similar, you know, first person platformer yeah. puzzle grammar. Like you need to yeah, anticipate yeah, yeah. what location you want to be deposited and then do it. Yeah, basically um, each one of these has uh, a handful of options and you need to figure out what combination of options between a handful of them usually uh, yeah. gets you to the place that you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, so I'm curious what you thought about the difficulty of this game. I, um, it really wasn't until the, literally the last section. So like the game has four sections that I think had three levels in them each. And what I mean by levels, there's like a little crystal that you have to get to and we get to it. All the platforms behind you vanish and new ones open in front of you. Um, and then when you finish three of those, uh, it, you enter a new section that, uh, adds a new mechanic to the game. Um, and it really wasn't until the Invisa platforms that I really mm-hmm. felt like I was, I was, uh, having to do some mental gymnastics to figure it out. Mm. I'm curious if you felt similarly. Yeah. I never really felt like there was any of the puzzles really. None of them, none of them like stopped me. Uh, really. I kind of just like breezed right through, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think, uh, this game is kind of, um, more relaxing than puzzling, uh, mm. in many regards. It's kind of like, it just has like a nice look to it. Yeah, it is very, mellow. I will say for a student game is very visually pleasing. I, I was really impressed with the, the visual design for student game. Yeah, they, they did a, they did a good job of, um, I'm going to guess this is an unreal game. If it's a unity game, I'm mega impressed. If it's an unreal game, I'm still pretty impressed. Uh, yeah, it does have it the, good. the unreal, uh, does it look, I don't really oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. It has, it has the look of. Uh, this isn't a unity game. Unity games. It's just a little bit harder to make them look, look good. <laughs> good. Yeah. It can be done, but it's, it's tough. The yeah. I don't know how to explain look it is not as oh, good yeah. as the default, uh, unreal look. There's, there's a certain specific kind of smoothness to the textures in unreal yeah. that I just really associate with unreal. I'm like, this is, this is yeah. unreal. Exactly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's an interesting thing that, uh, probably, comes up more with a podcast like ours because we play so many games that are like uh, Unity, made by small unreal, teams in Unity and Unreal. <laughs> yeah, because it's like um, you know the it's it's weird that you can tell a Unity game with you when you see it, but obviously like Unity you can tell from the file structure and from the uh, from the if they have like the little launcher thing. Uh, but even beyond that, just sort of the 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 way that the engine influences visuals. Uh, yeah. for teams that are small and maybe don't have the, uh, the resources to really like get the extra, 
stuff out of your engine it's it's kind of kind of funny how they're, yeah they're connected in that way I, I did feel like the unreal style felt more like a first person puzzler to me i don't really know why but it's just like so many of those first person puzzlers have a kind of like like calm uh smooth vibe to them like immediately mm. the first level between the clouds the platforms and the crystals shooting a beam of light in the air i just immediately uh-huh. was like oh it's the talos principle uh, oh sure i don't know if you've played that game but it really i haven't played it but right i've away. watched some video of it so i know yeah and it's i can good. see the comparison for sure yeah this has more three-dimensionality than that game but yeah uh, it's a little bit more verticality here i would think that's what i mean yeah yeah there's almost none in talus principle but um Mm -hmm. but yeah that that felt like an obvious sort of point of reference here um uh you know there's not actually that many like first person puzzle games actually so sure yeah not many of note i guess i would say sure sure uh, what do you how do you feel about this is just a random thought if unless you had a, a a related thought no please go random um so like how do you feel about something like this being branded a, i guess this this game is a little bit closer to like an actual platformer right i feel like a lot of times when people talk about portal or games that take a lot of inspiration from portal it's like a puzzle platformer like but mm. it, it's only a puzzle platformer because you literally you jump like it's like ah yeah you jump like mario therefore platformer but it's like most games including this one i would say it's not ever like nothing in this game is about a, a jumping challenge like it's never about uh, a careful execution well i would i wouldn't say never but it's usually not about yeah. a, a careful execution i think portal has a little bit more of that with um some of the puzzles where you're having to like launch yourself into the air and then shoot portals while you're while you're up there but uh, really the platforming isn't what's presenting the the challenge to you right it's usually solving the puzzle uh and yes. then kind of going through the motions right yeah. so i don't know how do you i it's it's funny that something like this like i mean i think we've talked about it before but my uh my senior capstone game for school was a a, a first person puzzle platformer actually with a with a greek aesthetic so has uh, quite a few go. things in common with this game yeah but it's like our game it's called the flaws of gravity look it up on steam everyone I'm don't just gonna don't do it for Blake. yeah sorry <laughs> don't do it i recently looked back at it and i was like oh no yeah but, but um, it, yeah but people are playing it so i'm gonna i'm gonna pad your numbers if uh, even more. i don't know if people are still playing it i should hope not <laughs> uh but um what was i gonna say you lost me you made me lose my train well you were talking you were talking oh, about we, we, the, our the, game really had no like none of it was about making a hard jump to land yes it was like it just happened to take place yeah. in first person and, and maybe that was a fault of like from a design perspective of like okay maybe it made more sense for this game to be like third person or something else but um i don't know i guess i in general i have a hard time thinking of many first person games as like a true platformer because uh well we I talked about it, this with um oh god what's the name of the game we just played where you're rocket jumping uh fuck, something boost called? maybe neon boost neon boost, neon boost. yeah um, well, we talked about this a little bit that like uh, it's never super easy to uh, get the um, the hand-eye coordination challenges feeling really perfect in a first-person mm. platformer just because of the the sort of limitations of um, moving through a 3D space with mm-hmm. a 2D screen. Uh, yeah, just and, and, you'll ne- and you furthermore, see like yeah you 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 can't see your whole body so it's like how do you know if you're gonna land on something exactly if you can't see yourself about to land on it right like 
Yeah. Uh, you, in in real life, you have a, a much higher awareness of yourself and your body yeah. and where it you is have, and the state you of it at all times. Proprioception. Proprioception. Hell yeah, buddy. And got ten dollar word on a screen. Jordan, Jordan wins the ten dollar word <laughs> ding, of the ding, day. Ding. Congratulations. Thank you. Yay. I'll be here all week. Uh. Anyway, but yeah, you don't have proprioception, so it's kind of it's a little bit hard to make a game that's like really about platforming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. That's not yeah. a criticism or anything. It's just a thought to throw. Yeah, well, one, one thing relating to that, that I actually thought of because of our discussion about neon boost is I did notice that this game has very generous. Um, you might've had a name for it. I don't remember what it was, but mm. where the, it's forgiving about where the edge of the platform is. Like if you, mm. if you, if you jump uh, and hit a platform that's slightly above where you started and you like hit it at an angle where like, realistically oh, sure. your knees would have hit the platform rather than your feet. Yeah. You'll just kind of bounce onto it. Uh, yeah. And similarly, I think, but I didn't actually check, but I got the impression that it gave you a little bit of buffer when you're jumping off too. Um, yeah. So yeah. I talked about it in good little Neon game Boost. design trick that they do. Uh, yeah. That's, this. that's super duper common. Almost any platformer has, they'll give you a couple frames after you've fallen off the edge yep. of something mm-hmm. in which a jump will still register and send you off the end. Yep. Um, but actually, it's funny that you mentioned the thing of when you undershoot a jump, because mm-hmm. I've actually been um, playing uh, uh, Super Mario Maker 2, been, been going way, way deep on that game. Oh, um, yeah, making, yeah. Making all kinds of levels. And it has a, a similar concept where if you're sort of jumping up to a platform, you'll and you if you jump, if you have enough like sideward momentum as you like hit the side of something, undershoot it, it kind of like you just kind of pop up on top of it. And that can mm. actually be pretty useful in slowing down your momentum because sometimes you're, you wind up to do a big jump and you're landing on something small. And so if you have too much momentum, then you'll fall off the other side. But if you kind of undershoot the jump and smack the side and get popped up on it, it's, it's, yeah. it's almost hard to notice, but the, the game also, as you're making a level, it gives you like a little shadow of where you just jumped if, as you go in and out of playing your level to test it. And so you can kind of like test set how high jumps are based on like you go into the game mode, you jump and you see how high Mario got and then you can put blocks under his feet or that kind of thing. So I, that's kind of how I learned that fun little trick. And I was like, aha, aha, I see you Nintendo. (laughs) Huh? Uh, this is an incredible tangent, but that reminds me of something I heard about, um, about the original Mario bros, the one on Mm. NES, which yep. is that there's, uh, if you're playing without like, um, with a dis- disability, uh, controller specifically, I think it's the, uh, oh no, no. If you're playing the, there's a special controller where you only need one hand. If you're playing uh-huh. with that one, it's impossible. Mm. There's one jump in the game. that's impossible to do because you have to be running and jumping at the same time. Mm. Uh, and you can't do that with the one hand controller. Um, hmm. and so how people that have to play the game with that controller have figured out how to do it is that you jump off backwards, uh, and then you, you just barely bump the corner at an angle that it like jumps you on to the, huh. it like bumps you up, um, Weird. On, onto the platform rather than making the jump all the way. I don't, I literally just learned that because someone was giving this lecture about like creative alternative input devices for, uh, mm. uh, for popular games that I went to recently. Mm. And that's the only reason that's on my mind, but maybe no, think of it. There you go. Yeah. There's your fun fact of the day. You're not going to get that kind of fun information 
anywhere else other than if you Boring were at that information talk. everywhere else everywhere or else. if you're listening yeah we we're the only podcast with fun information <laughs> fun information mm-hmm. you didn't know that but now you know <laughs> now you know um what else did i have to say about this game um so what did you think about the the invisible platforms um i found it a little tricky to be honest i yeah. i just i just kept like lose i had it found it hard to hold in my brain i was like yeah i mean it's it's hard in a game like this especially as um as the levels get more complicated to try and uh test your test your puzzling wit uh they sort of the the path forward becomes a little bit less clear right because early on mm-hmm. you're basically just like jumping on a bunch of platforms in a line right and so mm. to sort of uh, break up the flow of that they'll kind of uh hit you with uh with uh, false false ways to go where it looks like you can jump but you can't quite jump high enough and you actually have to like backtrack and jump down and use some of the other mechanics yeah. like the the wind things to get higher right so uh as you get into the final area and uh platforms are blurred it's a little bit hard to know what direction you are supposed to go and what direction you came from when the stuff you were standing on isn't there anymore and yeah. uh and also it's not as clear where you're supposed to go um yeah i think i kind of got lucky in that none of those ever actually ended up being snags for me it was just sort of like i i was like is this the right way and then it happened to be the right way so i kind of uh uh, eked it out a few times uh but i definitely do see how it could be sort of like i don't know it it could be it's kind of interesting holding stuff in your brain uh as like a, a puzzle mechanic i'm not sure that i'm like totally sold on it uh because yeah. it's much more about memory in most cases than it is about uh problem solving it's more about yeah yeah like memory I, yeah and i felt like spatial it, awareness. it kind of just like um this might be a, a issue of play style more than design but like the way i have a really like um uh the way i do puzzle games is very like i think through it by trying everything uh until, oh, I see. and and it doesn't really like i just like holding something in your brain is just just a totally different way of thinking about yeah. a puzzle than that. Yeah, um, it's it's funny because I'm I'm kind of the opposite where I just kind of like look and I'm like I'm like, I'm gonna th- think about this, and if nothing comes up, I'll just try the first thing that pops into my head. And so for yeah. in those cases, it, it was actually helpful for me because then it's like if I'm just sitting there thinking about something and I'm looking at it from the same angle, then it's a little bit easier to just say, yeah, ah, yes, here's the thing I need to do. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying that I brute force it, but like just the way that I think through, like the way that I learn how all the pieces sure. fit together. Yeah, is I just understand by, what you mean. Just by doing them, you know? Um, it, yeah, so. it's actually, it's the same way I am with like coding. Uh, oh yeah. At work is I, I'm a person that I'm like sitting and reasoning about it. And I have friends or other people who are like, all right, I'm just going to start writing stuff. And then I'll fix it as I go. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, slow down. I must, I must sit and think about it for a few minutes before I write anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably uh, the other way. Yeah. Um, um, one thing that I did really like about the, the invisible platform mechanic is that it's mm. really um, conducive to recontextualization as a level design ethos, like in the sense mm. of like, there were multiple moments where you, so, you know, the first thing you do when you encounter a new windy leaf ball is you you see what all of its settings are you're like okay i go down i go left i go oh, right sure. and so you're like okay left right that's nothing mm-hmm. that launches me into space i'll go down you go a little yes. ways further you get to the glowy platform and you're like oh look actually if i had gone left with that with that windy ball 
uh, I would have landed on this invisible platform. And I, I, I like that as um, a, a puzzle design ethos. I just think it's fun to sort of yeah. like to not understand something, to go through it and then mm-hmm. turn around and see it in a whole different way. I do I'm actually, I'm actually going to uh, totally agree with that and say <laughs> that there's a few moments where that they actually do something even more clever, which is that uh, they have invisible. They basically, so I'm going to call them jet streams, the little balls of, leaves, you know, cause that's kind of like how it. they, how it plays out. So they'll have a jet stream uh, that goes along a path where you're supposed to walk and the default setting that it's on will blow you off the path and you fall down. Yes. Which, this is a great time to mention. Uh, there's no real checkpoints in this game. They just kind of like put you on whatever platform you were standing on last, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so great. Very forgiving. Very, very um, uh, nice. Um, but it, it really, it really just tangent really goes well with like just the mood of the space. I felt like, like falling uh, on clouds. It's soft. It doesn't hurt you. I don't know. I, I felt yes, like, the, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nice. But, but anyway, so uh, it's like, okay, this jet stream thing is going to blow me off the edge. So I, mm-hmm. I hit it to the next toggle and that one still looks like it's going to put me a place I don't want to. So I hit it to the next toggle and that's a, that's a place that I, um, that it's safe for me to walk and then you walk past it and then you get to another spot where you can stand in it and illuminate the invisible platforms and that second setting actually puts you on the platform and that's the way to advance yep. and i was like haha i like that because uh yeah. it, it it like you said it recontextualizes everything and it, it it's kind of like oh look look here dum dum you you passed the solution to get to here silly yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. The, I thought and it, was it, it was especially effective because earlier on there were blow you off the platforms that just kill you. Yes, uh, absolutely. So it's like so you're like, oh, okay, that's blowing me off. Change that. Um, mm. So it, it only worked because it was playing on something that it already taught you. Uh, sure. So it really was recontextualizing in two ways, like recontextualizing the yep. jet stream will kill you if you don't move it, and yep. the you just saw this. What can it? What can it do? So sure. Um, I was a big, big fan of that. Um, yeah, I felt like, I mean, one thing to just say about this game is um, it really felt like it could easily be expanded. Uh, and I, I mm. almost got the impression that they. I mean, it literally were, ends with a to be continued. Yeah, so. to be continued. Uh, and just like the, the, the degree of realization of all this first stuff. Um, mm-hmm. coupled with the fact that it's only an hour, hour and a half really makes me think that they're planning it's on adding that more. long. It took me like 35 minutes. Are you serious? Okay. I, oh, yeah. uh, it took me definitely an hour, I think, oh, but I was yeah, texting no. you while I played. So I, it's it really, took me it's, it's less than fault. 40 minutes. Um, I think it took me just over an hour. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh, I don't know. I was, you know, Jordan was, or Blake strikes back in I was the Blake it. is bad at video games. Dude, it's a, it's a, it's supposed to be a pleasant, relaxing, quiet game. It was. I was it was playing. pleasant and relaxing. I was just hopping along, man. <laughs> One thing I will say, I was... Okay, I'm of two minds about this thing I'm about to say. I wrote it in my notes because I, I wanted... So as you... I don't know if we explicitly said this. The, so all the pillars and stuff, they kind of have this like green, mossy-looking stuff on them. Yeah, that's the corruption. And as you, as you land on them... It, it all kind of clears away and there's like this sort of leaf leaf effect. I interpreted it as like vegetation that they were like had become overgrown and that's what that was supposed to be. But I, I don't really know. Um, but uh, the, the visual effect is really nice as that sort of like clears away, but there's no sound cue for that. 
Uh, oh, and I, I'm of two minds because my original thought was like, oh, it feels really weird to have this like nice, lavish visual effect and have absolutely no audio effect. But also, mm. you are constantly jumping onto new things. And so it would if be you, irritating. If you don't like... get the audio cue right, then that's going to be like super duper yeah. annoying. Um, I almost yeah. think it would have oh. benefited from a sort of like, not procedural, but a sort of uh, like programmatic uh, music system like where the, oh. the there's like sort of ambient parts of the soundtrack like that are playing at all crescendo times every time yeah and then as you jump to the next one you get oh, like a, a new be... note or flourish that's a lot harder to implement though obviously yeah that'd um, be the shit though yeah it would be kind of cool huh? i'm trying to think of there's definitely i feel like journey does that 100 percent. don't quote me but i'm almost certain that journey does that uh, exact thing. that i think that's correct um mm. Um, that reminds me. So the, the issue of the moss, um, mm -hmm. is what's the point of it? Because you don't have to unmoss every platform to advance. I tested it. You bet uh, your ass I did though. Um, so is it, I guess it's just kind of like, a like the equivalent of collecting the gems or whatever, like, you know, optional, additional yeah, objective I don't, I don't know i was actually going to ask you the same thing because there's there's like the platforms you stand on that are mossy and then there's also a few the, different the objects, mossy little, objects yeah yeah and you can if you don't like explicitly walk up to them and interact with them then they stay all green and um, i left a few of them green just to see what happened and nothing yeah, happened nothing as far as yeah, I, could I was tell. i was curious if the game was going to have some sort of like completion percentage because each area as you go through um like every 25% you get like a little thing that it displays on the screen that says like 25%, yeah. 75% or whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious if maybe there was originally an intention of like uh, having you try and like 100% every level by touching every single thing. And maybe that got sort of abandoned or put to the wayside as the realities of uh, student game production. Yeah, uh, sure. Became apparent. Um, um, or maybe it's something that if they continue to work on this game or make a full it'll version, added. that'll be yeah added. It's I'd be interested to see for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it definitely seemed like it. I mean, they went out of their way to add it, so I feel like it has mm -hmm. something. It uh, it will be something if it is not currently something now. Um, is my sure. sense. Yeah, um, I buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was, uh, is there anything else you had to say about this game? Uh, I don't think so. It was, uh, it was an en enjoyable game. Just kind of, you know, yeah, I liked it. Nice, nice to uh, look at. I, it describes it, it. It builds itself as quiet and relaxing. And I was like, I feel quiet and relaxed. Thank you. Game. <laughs> Great. Well then, uh, I'm really excited to tell the people about what we're playing next week. Do so it. I'm going to do it. I'm not even going to let you do it. Oh, that's uh, fine. So if you'll remember, probably a year ago, or was it a year ago? It was probably a year ago. It was Maybe one of more. our earlier games, yeah. Yeah, we played We played a game by the name of uh, Crossneak, which was sort of like a um, 2000s-inspired... I just looked it up. That was episode 19. So that was 80 19. episodes ago, dude. Wow. God. We're, Back we're in getting the day. old, Jordan. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we played Crossneak, and uh, after Crossneak came out, the creator, Max Krieger... Uh, did a Kickstarter for a, a full version of the game called Crossneak Plus. Mm -hmm. And that game is is imminent. Uh, the release of that game is imminent. So uh, we were able to snag some pre-release code for Crossneak Plus. And yeah. uh, we'll be playing that. And I don't think we can say the release date yet. I think by the time this episode comes out, 
he won't have announced the release date but uh once we play it it will for sure have been announced so yeah we'll let you know when it's coming out because we got that in the release code baby we out here you know what i'm saying we're 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 promoting max krieger uh Uh, so yeah i love love jordan I, i thought it was really good um i really enjoyed that game so yeah, um, I'm excited, I'm excited to, see to see it. I think I'm gonna play it on the Switch. Has been fleshed out. Uh, nope, you're not because uh, oh, is our code Switch, for PC? <laughs> yeah, our code is our codes are PC only because the Switch version has to go through certain. It's not ready yet. So. Oh, sure, sure. Yep. Well, I should have. Uh, <laughs> he actually, actually messaged lo- me about that today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> should have asked you uh, first. Well, console cert is a pain in the ass, folks. I'm know sure. That. I'm sure it is. Uh, well, but anyway, we'll be playing uh, Cross Sneak. Uh, giving you a pre-release look in influencer lifestyle uh mm-hmm. you know sub on twitch we'll post it to our instagram oh wait no we don't have instagram uh but anyway we'll be we'll be playing that and uh if you if you want a link to that uh or a link to this game or the creators of this game you can go ahead and follow us on twitter you know at mm-hmm. edgeguard cast tell tell the people about twitter jordan uh, at Edgeguard Cast, it's where we tweet out all of our new episodes as well as links to new games that we play the week before we play them. So if you want to play along with any of the games or if you just want updates whenever we release a new episode, you should follow us there. Uh, if you do follow us and you have a recommendation for a game you would like us to play that's maybe a, from a friend of yours or just something that you happen to find on Itch.io because you too brave the depths of Itch like <laughs> us, uh, you should, you should uh, tweet tweeted at us because you know there's always there's always another game on itch we don't always find it so we're always looking for recommendations so you can find us there at edgeguard cast uh we'll be playing cross sneak plus next week and with that we will talk to you next time